In this week's Arjun Speaks podcast, the positive sentiment is driven by further border reopenings. Singapore plans to open vaccinated travel lanes with eight more countries, and Malaysia will allow interstate and overseas travel for fully vaccinated adults starting this Monday. We curate the best of interviews with our strategists this week and summarize the top four key thematics that mattered most to ASEAN markets. Energy and commodities markets continue to climb despite China's slowing economy. To find out what is causing this supply shock, we head over to our energy research desk where Kaushal Lada walks us through his outlook for commodity prices. So the spike in commodity prices have really taken the market by surprise. Uh, just to put it in reference, the gas prices right now are trading at $200 per barrel in crude terms. So very simply, we are seeing a supply shock and a lot of the things that could have gone wrong are going wrong. Now, the, in, the interconnected system you know, has increased fragility in the energy markets. Uh, the, the crisis really first took off in Europe. You know, we've seen colder than expected spring in Europe uh, led to sharper drawdown in gas invent, a weaker than expected wind and hydropower output. Uh, Russia's spot supply to Europe has been below expectations. And a lot of the upstream maintenance has been postponed from 2020 uh, due to COVID to 2021. And all of this is happening while energy demand has increased. Now, the increase in European demand for LNG has led to sky-high spot prices, which overlaps with China, which is the largest LNG importer in the world. Now, China is already facing its own list of problems. You've got coal, which accounts for 65 to 70 percent of China's electricity source, has been very tight due to policies that have curbed domestic output and imports. So on the domestic front, domestic production has slumped due to strict safety inspections and carbon emission reduction mandates set by the government. Many of the mines you know, were idled, but will be reopening in the coming months. The ongoing political dispute with Australia and the import ban has also been very restrictive, uh, as it was the second largest supplier of coal for China. Now, even though China has turned to Indonesia for coal, it hasn't been enough. Uh, China's hydropower output has also been very poor. Now, the coal prices have shot up above 1,300 yuan per ton, which is a 100% increase in the span of two months. Electricity output has slumped because either there's not enough coal or because the utility players are unable to recoup added fuel costs and many are facing bankruptcy. So hence, we are in a situation where China has been rationing electricity in 20 plus provinces, especially in industries that are energy intensive, such as steel, cement, fertilizers, textiles. And this is an anticipation that gas and coal demand is seasonally higher during winter, which is still yet to come. So with gas and coal prices expected to reflate higher as we head into the winter season, we find that key reforms to go green in the 12 Malaysia plan are also giving palm oil plantations a tailwind for higher pricing power. Essentially, the government plans to increase the country's biodiesel mandate for the transportation sector to increase from 10% blend to up to 30% by 2025. This will imply that palm oil demand will increase by 1 million tonnes annually through 2025. MK CPO analyst Ong Ting gives us the lowdown. Uh, so the plantation sector has a role under the 12th Malaysia Plan to help accelerate the circular economy initiatives by turning waste into energy and into higher value biomass products while helping to reduce the overall GSG emissions. Now, on average, 80 million dry tons of biomass were produced annually from the oil palm plantations. And during the 11th Malaysia Plan, a total of 29 biomass 
based projects uh, with investments amounting to a billion were implemented and about 15% of the available biomass was used. Under the 12th Malaysia Plan, a national biomass policy will be formulated. This is to ensure that the sustainable development of the industry and to unlock its economic potential. On the renewable energy front, uh, the 12th Malaysia Plan will increase shift, will increase shift, uh, sorry, will increasingly shift focus on non-hydro and non-solar renewable sources such as, such as biomass and biogas. An opportunity under the biogas will be turning palm oil mill effluent or pomade in short. Uh, these are ways into renewable energy. Under the 12th Malaysia Plan, a new mechanism of green energy will be explored to encourage corporate consumers to buy energy directly from renewable energy generators to meet their ESG obligations. Secondly, to promote greater use of cleaner fuel, the plan is to raise biofuel blend transportation sector from B15 to B20 in stages and eventually uh, to B30 at the end of uh, 12 Malaysia plan. As, the, as for the industry sector, the biodiesel program will be expanded from to B10. Now, the higher mandate proposal has been mooted in the past, but one of the main obstacles has been funding. Unlike Indonesia, which collects the palm oil export levy to fund its B30 mandate, Malaysia lacks similar sustainable funding mechanism. Nonetheless, under the 12th Malaysia plan, a feasibility study will be conducted on carbon pricing, such as carbon tax and emission trading scheme. Uh, a carbon tax may be just be the solution to address the biodiesel funding gap. Finally, a dedicated smart farming fund will also be introduced to support the acceleration of the modern technology adoption in the agri-sector. The, the aim is to ultimately raise productivity and also to rely less on foreign workers, especially given the recent disruption caused by COVID-19 pandemic. Over to Vietnam, the stock market currently appears to be pricing in a technical recession. 3Q GDP reported sharp contractions, and we asked Linda Liu from our economics team, what is the probability of a recession materialising if 4Q numbers disappoint again? Um, so for Vietnam, well, we have downgraded our full-year GDP growth forecast uh, to uh, just a positive 1% growth for Vietnam this year to account for this 3Q contraction. We are not penciling in a recession for Vietnam. Uh, with vaccine rollout uh, accelerating in recent weeks and daily new cases right now on a downtrend, uh, we, the lockdown measures and restrictions in the major um, economic hubs such as Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City have started to slowly relax. So we think that a slow but gradual economic recovery should be underway in the fourth quarter as the economy starts to reopen. Therefore, we expect fourth quarter GDP growth to turn slightly positive and thereby avoiding a recession this year. So with that view, we also ask our Vietnam strategist Tan on what his conviction calls are for stocks and sectors. So we, yeah, we just finished the longest lockdown ever in, in our, since the start of the COVID outbreak. So the fourth way COVID outbreak happened to Vietnam in April and then in, from June we have started the lockdown and uh, Ho Chi Minh City is the, like the, the, the main hub of the COVID spread this term. And we have gone through very hard lockdown since, since in June until September. And thanks to that whole hard lockdown, and then we also have seen the accelerated vaccination for Ho Chi Minh City in other provinces around Ho Chi Minh City. Like we've got the over 70% vaccination now. Then we see the COVID situation has been tamed from mid-September 
actually, if, it, uh, if you look at the number of the new case and especially looking at the those down uh, from uh, mid-September, but then the government still uh, stay very uh, prudent and they extend another two weeks to prepare for the reopening. And then from October, uh, 1st of October, we start to see the lift up of lockdown and we see the the, the Ho Chi Minh City start to, to see better mobility and, uh, and, and, and movement. Yeah, if you look at the indicator here, we see much better improvement in mobility from mid-September and, and, and in the first week of October. And this is the, the, the basis for us to, to believe that we will see a steady recovery in the fourth quarter for Vietnam. So we see that the, the, the opportunity in the large cap and in, in the sectors like uh, uh, construction materials, um, okay. property, retailing and banking. Yeah. And finally, we turn our focus on Indonesia, where the country plans to hike the VAT rate from 10% this year to 11% next, and then another 100 basis point hike to 12% by 2025. Willy Gautama from our Consumer Research Desk will share with us the implications and if he sees value in the sector. Okay. Yeah. Uh, morning, Vincent and everyone. So yeah, uh, the VAT hike will be the first uh, since the enactment of the law in 1984. Uh, but we believe the VAT hike will have a limited impact on purchasing power and con consumer sentiment as one, uh, most of basic foods um, remain exempted. And for Indonesian household, uh, the, the spending on basic foods accounts for 22% of monthly household spending. And second one, the inflation will, be, will remain modest. And for the latter, our economist estimates the inflation rate will only raise about 10 to 20 basis points and ha have raised in, uh, our inflation forecast to 3.2% in 2022 uh, from 3.0% to account for the VAT hike impact. Uh, and we believe most of our consumer names have a strong product branding, which will mitigate the potential downside to sales volume from the impact of higher VAT on ASP. Uh, also, their products are primarily essential goods and remain affordable for most consumers. Our estimates indicate that manufacturers will only need to raise average selling price by less than 20 uh, cents US dollars per item to pass on the VAT increase to their customers. In our view, the price adjustment is not significant on the average consumer wallet. Okay. And lastly, um, what is your stock recommendation, any topics? Yeah, we have ICBP as our topic as it has a large export market base and strong brand powers. As the new VAV scheme will continue to exempt export products, we believe having a large export market is key to limiting the impact of the VAT hike and supporting future earnings recovery. So yeah, and also uh, ICBP's um, uh, future earnings recovery will be robust as its noodle products remain essentials to its target segment. 